Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of A Little Wiser. I'm here with Erica Gerard, logging in from Tennessee, um, and she has a new puppy. Tell us about oh, tell us man. about your puppy. I have a a new puppy that was like a total accident because I was volunteer. I signed up to foster and volunteer, and then like the the rescue organization texted me on my birthday and was like, "Can you take this twelve week old dachshund puppy?" And I'm like, "Um, yeah, yeah, I can." So. uh now I have little Hershey Pumpernickel in my life, and he is a love bug and a kissy boy, and he leaves us Hershey kisses all over the house. <laughs> Hershey is so freaking cute, and we need to profile Hershey, which we're clearly <laughs> going to do on Instagram and in our next newsletter. So I'm just deciding this in oh, real that time. Would be so fun. I want to see everyone's puppies. Yes. Maybe you guys can send us pictures of your yes. puppies too. We love Hershey, but this episode is not about Hershey. This episode is breaking down last week's conversation with mm-hmm. Haley Holm and Erica and I have decided, if you listen to last week's episode, the point of these is really to think about the episode and distill what is the theme, what is the core message, and really to dive deeper into that. But often, (laughs) Erica and I have different takes on it. Not like conflict, not like we're arguing over what we should talk about in these mini episodes, but in a way that's like anything, a piece of music, a film, you know, you take away something different. So now what we're going to do is both share, for the first time we haven't talked about it, our takeaway, our greatest lesson from the conversation and the episode. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode with Haley, Haley is a transgender woman who previously was a bomber pilot in the U.S. military and the Air Force, served in Afghanistan, and in this very machismo masculine culture was coming to this realization that her truth of her identity was was that of a woman. And so it's about her transition. And it's the first time she has ever done an interview so the stakes are high friends and family are you know learning for the first time many of our guests have told their story on stages and in books so this was a big one for her Mm -hmm. personally so erica what did it bring up for you what was your great takeaway so my great takeaway from Haley's story is really about the pain of hiding your true self and specifically you know hiding and repressing gender identity is like a whole different level of hiding I think but the pain and the misery of carrying such a secret around and having to be mindful of every 
movement, every word you make, because you're constantly trying to make sure that nothing slips or you don't accidentally reveal um, reveal anything that could get people to start kind of scratching their heads and being like, hmm. And of course, the stakes were that much higher for Haley because she was in the military. And that was, as we discussed in the episode, during the time of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. So there were significant real-world consequences for her to, you know, make sure that her her secret desires were hidden. And I just, the, what I've learned just doing a little research on gender dysphoria, which is the the term used when you feel as if you are not in the body that is reflective of who you really are that's the it's devastating to have to carry around that deep internalized shame and guilt which often leads to anxiety depression and in extreme cases unfortunately suicide and it's all so preventable and it's really stories like Haley's and and people like Haley who have the courage to be transparent about themselves and their story that will ultimately I think make the difference yeah I couldn't agree more and she grew up in a military family with a father who had a lot of expectations around his son and what it meant to be a boy and a man in the world. And yeah, I think knowing the truth of who you are and walking through the world every day, every move, keeping it a secret and being ashamed of your true self, the weight of that is 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 it's just devastating to think of and the courage it takes to especially within that environment. You know, Haley is now a commercial pilot and 95% of pilots are men. Mm-hmm. Um, so here she is, a transgender woman flying, as she said, one flight at a time, eight hours at a time, trying, trying to change hearts and minds. And that is where I, I guess, landed with her story is we are obviously at a moment in time in our country where there is culture wars and political wars and hate (laughs) from all angles and on all sides and this idea of anyone who is other than me. And I believe that part of this podcast or one of the most, because I think there's many aspects, is the idea that we can simply provide an opportunity to walk in someone's shoes or at least walk beside them as they share their story and their humanity. So you can take away all your preconceived notions, all of what you've heard in the media or what you heard growing up and just experience Mm -hmm. a human being and the truth of who they are. And we have tried, I think, very intentionally in spite of the five years this we've had this podcast is to do just that, to tell human stories and share them and and let people absorb them and, and learn from them wherever they're at. And when Haley called me and we started talking, we were introduced through a friend. 
There was obviously a lot of fear. She had never told her story. The anxiety was really high. This wasn't a straightforward email. Hey, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Great. When are we recording? I mean, a lot of back and forth and text and Zooms really developing a safe space. But what she said is, I have no interest in being a poster child of know what's happening with with the trans community or the I'm not interested in talking about politics I'm interested in sharing the story of who who I am (laughs) the story of me stepping into my truth and how heartbreaking and devastating and liberating and scary and I was so on on board with that because that was my shared intention. And so she came to do the interview at our house. And all three of my kids met her. She's very feminine and beautiful. Yeah, she's like a model. (laughs) She's gorgeous. She's so freaking pretty. Like on Zoom, I would hop on and being like, I clearly need to blow dry my hair and perhaps yes, put on some yes, lip gloss. I know. <laughs> it's so interesting hearing her talk about makeup and like putting outfits together for different occasions. I was like, oh, wow, I don't do that anymore. Maybe I should really step up my game there because yeah, I think so much of it's so complicated being a woman and I think you go through so many ups and downs through the decades of your life with it. Like I've had years where I've wanted to really lead with my femininity. And then I've had years where I'm like down with the patriarchy, no makeup, no, (laughs) I don't want to be pretty. I'm going to wear boots and whatever. And like fuck perfume. And, And there's some tension there, I think between like, well, what does it mean to be a woman, really? Is it, it's so much more than just that. And, but I loved going along the ride with her as she, like, like you said, when you're walking beside someone who's sharing their story, you really step into their shoes and you're like, oh my gosh, what was that like to go to Sephora for the first time and get your makeup done and have women doting on you and now everyone wanted to help you and stepping out into the world and in this new way and I felt those all those feelings for her like excitement and fear and like liberation and so it was just so neat to to be able to look at femininity through that lens Yeah. I don't know if you want to call it rituals, but there is ways that we learn from the time we're little girls. And you know what I mean? Like the first time you learn how to French braid your hair, the first time you learn how to do your makeup or all of these things that to for a portion of women um, are an expression of their femininity. And we you probably you and I from the time we were very young observed that from a perspective of learning watching and then learned in you know the bathroom with our friends getting right and it was like the semantics and all the little things that I I really hadn't thought through but the point about her coming to my house and meeting my kids and I don't think they would have 
ever guessed or assumed that she was right. a trans woman. And I hope that doesn't come across. Yeah, I'm yeah. learning as I go we here all with, are. Mm-hmm. with language and everything. Yeah, but all three of them met her. She's very engaging and warm and beautiful and all the things. And afterwards at dinner, I was telling them about the interview and even that, them meeting this woman, hearing me say, she just told me her her story. I'm sharing, like in real time, being able to share it with, with my kids so they're yeah. hearing a story, right? Because they're talking sure. about these things at school. And so it was just such a reminder of like simply yeah. our shared humanity. And if we can listen to one another and hear each other's story, the profound power and simply listening with an open heart. So that was kind of my biggest takeaway. What did your kids say when you told them her story? I think they were very confused that she previously was in a male body and was in the military in this really masculine role. And, you know, she's even said she was considered a really handsome kind of hot guy I think I told her I'm like you of course I'm like you were a hot guy and now you're a hot girl (laughs) but so I think they were wrapping their heads around it thought it was really interesting and they were curious so that is the point again of sharing these stories and I think for our audience to remember that the stakes are really high for a lot of yes. our guests. Yes. Careers are on the line. Families are on the line. And that's just how important it is to feel free, to have the freedom to stand in your truth and reveal ourselves, reveal who you are to the world. It is something that we should never take for granted. Never. And how significant all a lifetime of shame around her identity and then I'm going to sit down spill it right say everything the hard parts the messy parts when I was hurt by my parents and then I'm just gonna trust that Kimmy and Erica (laughs) know what they're doing yeah yeah and share put it out into the world for thousands of people to hear it including my the troops I served with, my mom, my dad. It is no freaking joke. No joke. So yesterday when it aired, I was I was staring at my phone. I don't know, probably like a college girl who really wanted a <laughs> way to text her back. I'm like, what'd you think? And waiting for the dot, dot, dots. Because my biggest fear always, I was texted her, of course. Have you listened? At first, she's like, I haven't listened I need you to listen because I'm nervous. I didn't say that. I'm like, go at your own pace. But then I said, what'd you think? And I'm waiting for the dot, dot, dots. And I'm like, I mean, that's just the the crazy thing of of trust, right? Sharing this and hearing it back, hearing yourself back. And she loved it. She loved it, which is, phew, huge relief. I think, Erica, you do a lot of scripting and writing and you were really intentional. But yeah, it was a really brave act. Yes, it was. And, you know, I don't always have a chance to connect with our guests after you do the interviews with them. But sometimes I do 
when I have additional questions or there's just a few holes that I needed to fill in the blanks about. So we spoke on the phone and we just like immediately hit it off. I think after she was done talking to you, it was like a big weight lifted off her shoulders because then she and I just started chatting and she went, she went even deeper and was telling me, just gave me some more color around her life story. And we were on the phone for like two hours. And then we were just talking about like boys and dating. And she was telling me about the dating apps she's on and sharing, you know, dating profiles of the people that she's talking to. I mean, it was just delightful. We, um, she's so fun and so smart and just a wonderful human being. And I'm so happy for her that she she was able to take this this next step in in her journey I talked to Erica when we were talking about the scripting and editorial and I knew they had talked and she's yeah and her dating apps and she's like she may be coming to Chattanooga and we're gonna get together my guess is most of her life and on we've talked about female friendships and how they important Mm -hmm. like womanhood in that way is and her Having female to female relationships, I imagine is new and scary all at once. Even when she was in LA and came to the house, she had hours to kill before her red eye. She's like, What should I do? I'm like, what do you want? You're like, just like, I want to pop in some shops. And I'm giving her names of like boutiques and little cafes. And if she was living as a man, I would be like, thank you for coming for the interview. Enjoy your day. And so that must be new for her is these female to female friendships, what it means. And I would imagine exciting and comforting and especially for people who, you know, are excited to to know her and meet somebody new and welcoming and safe and so, you know, those little things that happen around the interview, we don't talk about them a lot, but I think they have a big impact on our guests, and I think they have a big impact on us as people. Oh, when you asked her about um, her biggest obstacle these days when it comes to, you know, being a, a pilot, and she was like, it's not my my biggest challenge isn't about being a trans woman, it's about just being a woman in the cockpit, and and I loved that question that you asked her about how do men treat her now as a woman versus how she was treated when she was living as a man. And she was mentioning how the mansplaining that goes on or that just there's like a tone that her colleagues use with her that, you know, was never the case before, whether it's talking down to her or assuming that she doesn't know something and trying to explain it to her. And I just wanted to be like, welcome to the, welcome to the well, club, she- sister. <laughs> 95% of pilots are men. Mm-hmm. It was funny to hear her talk about the instances where they're talking down to her in a sense or explaining something technical about let me the, let me handle it. This right. is how it's done. And she wants to be like, you're talking to a bomber right. pilot yeah. who flew planes that go, I don't know what, like 100x this speed. And I was defending our country as a fighter pilot. And they're like, well, if this happens. And yeah, so I found that to be fascinating. And I also found it to be fascinating that 
she saw that opportunity, which goes to this point of just sitting and listening to someone's story is she fully sees the opportunity that happens every time on those flights. There is an eight-hour time Mm -hmm. when the door is shut. It is person to person. And her goal there is the same thing that was her hope and intention for the podcast, is at the end of the flight, that person walks out and says, Mm -hmm. I see her humanity. I get her. I hear her. I see her value. I see who she is. And that that is where she believes she can create And she's so good at finding commonality with that person. You know, she's she's smart. She knows, oh, well, what what can we talk about? Maybe we can talk about fishing or skiing up in the winters. And that is something that I think is not talked about a lot. Just when we are finding ourselves in situations where we're like, man, I have nothing in common with this person. I don't even want to be here. I don't want to interact with this person. Well, maybe there still is value to be had, even if you think you have nothing in common, of just finding something, finding somewhere that you can connect. And those are those small actions that actually have huge ripple effects. Yeah. I think it's be curious, right? Everyone has a story. Be curious people will surprise you in the best of ways. And some people will surprise you in the worst of ways. Wait, there's one question that you didn't ask her that I was like dying to know. Okay, what was it? So she was saying how like when she was on on her combat missions in Afghanistan that they would be in the air for 22 hours at a time. And, you know, that they would pump them with, whatever uppers so that they could stay awake and that I'm just imagining that she's in the cockpit and like what do you do when you have to go to the bathroom you're dropping bombs and you have to pee like how do you do that I would imagine there's some sort of milk (laughs) bottle with the top cut off and I think you would have to take Imodium so you don't have yep. to take a number two. This is my best guess. I've never been a fighter pilot. The funny thing with you saying this is we're talking about all these things and her learning how to do her makeup. And it, like we just skirt over. That's why her story is so fascinating. I mean, she's talking about being pumped with drugs so she can fly 22 hours yeah. and drop bombs. And it took us like a half hour to even remember that that was <laughs> interview. Like, her story is freaking amazing. It's so layered and it's so fascinating and rich. And I love when people talk about, like, thinking of your story as a book and does each chapter look the same or how do we evolve and change? And I'm like, her book is real good. Real good. That is a bestseller. (laughs) Yep. That's a good one. Yeah. Maybe since you guys are now friends, you can text her and ask her that question. I think I just might. Yeah, let us know. In other news, we have an exciting announcement to share. Kimmy, do you want to do the honors? Yes, yes, we sure do. All the Wiser has been nominated for a Signal Award. Signal 
award is a big deal. I feel like we keep saying big deal because it is a big deal in podcasting. And we are very excited and humbled to be nominated against some really big shows. We are a finalist. We are one of four in our category for best podcast interview. It was the episode we did with Maylee Chapin called Terrorist Attack Girl. And it is nominated for a really big award. And we're up against Jay Shetty, who has, I think, the number one, (laughs) one of the number one podcasts in the world. We are, again, humbled and excited. How you, assuming you love the show and love our work and are interested in supporting us, can do that by placing a vote. And you go to allthewiserpodcast.com forward slash vote or in the show notes, which is basically wherever you're listening right now, scroll down and look for vote. And yeah, we we're currently in second place. And so, you know, we have until October 5th is when voting closes. So if you would be so kind to take 30 seconds to vote for us at allthewiserpodcast.com forward slash vote, we would be so grateful. And thank you. Yeah. And congratulations, Kimmy. And congratulations, Erica. I'm really, regardless of whether we end up winning, I am very proud of our team. We pour so much love and detail and care into every aspect, into the quality of the sound in the interview, into the music composition, into the scripts, into the narration, into the writing. And the fact that it gets recognized as excellent work is really meaningful. And it's a it, there's four of us who do it. And it feels really good to be recognized. I it think. is really nice to be recognized for hard work. And I think it shows when you really care about something that, you know, you go the extra mile and you leave no stone unturned to try to make it the best that it can be. And I don't think I've ever worked so hard on anything in my life than I work on this podcast, <laughs> which means that I must really love it. And yeah, we're, we're a great team and just really grateful that we have the opportunity to do to tell these stories and we cannot leave out that mainly chapin oh is a rock star so and cool. an incredible storyteller and a badass and so the melee is part of the award Absolutely. and the, the team it's a it's a specific episode that she delivered on in a huge way. If you haven't listened, go back. It's Healing from PTSD with Terrorist Attack Girl. Is the name? Mainly Chapin. Yes. Yes. Go listen. Go vote. We love you. All right, Erica. Go have fun with (laughs) Hershey. And I will see you next time. All right. See you next time. Bye, friend. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.